Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Fightful Pro Wrestling. It is Denise Salcedo here and Will Washington. And we are going to be chatting about WWE Raw, the first ever of the year, 2023, January 2nd. Here we are. Uh, Will, who's filling in for Sean Ross Sapp, who is taking the day off today. Uh, Will, thank you so much for coming in and being here. What'd you think of Raw? Oh, it was great. Good night, everybody. Um, No, it was... uh... It was... I mean, we could really do that, honestly. <laughs> we could really do that. It was, I think, a lot less remarkable than um, probably a lot of people thought it was going to be. I know there's a lot of hype around this show. WWE themselves were hyping it up. Title matches. I mean, literally, we've got the word returns in the title. We should add one more word to it, and it's no. But uh, other than that, like, I guess on its own, without the expectations, I think it was a mostly fine show. Um I don't know. I, I, I know, like I said, there were rumors kind of floating around all day. I've seen the Edge rumor. I saw the Cody rumor. I literally had a rhyme prepared for this. I was going to say, adrenaline in my soul. Will and Denise on the post show. Nope, we don't have that tonight. Nope. Um, but <laughs> Your big number. Your big number I know. This is it. Nope. No Cody. Nothing. Uh, <laughs> so here we are. Monday Night Raw. Like I said, it... it it was the stuff that worked and is has been working is still working. Like I really do think that a lot of the bloodline stuff, doing it kind of NWO style, the hostile takeovers of Monday Night Raw, that stuff's all great. And I think their stuff continues to be the best stuff on TV. And then the stuff that kind of didn't involve them was mostly there. So in terms of this being the first show of the year to kick off this like you know, brand new year. How did you feel? Like, well, how would you rate this show in terms of whatever scale you want? Like a one to 10, how would you feel the hype is at in terms of what we saw go down tonight? And I know oh, we're going to talk about everything in detail, but like overall. I mean, it's like a six. And, and that's not, 
Yeah. Actually, it's going to be a little less than that, to be honest. I, I know you I are. I, I, newsworthy on today's show is a pretty mundane show. I like the main event, though. I, I, did, I was talking to you throughout the show, and I could sense, again, if you ever have conversations with Denise during shows, you can really get a feel for how much she is Wait, like truly disliking what? something. <laughs> I sent you like two text messages. Yeah, and I believe one of them. Uh, do you want me to read it verbatim? Because no, I will. No, no, because I don't remember what I said. Do not read my text message verbatim. Oh, man, what did I put? No, it wasn't um, that bad. It's literally oh, okay. what you just said. Okay. I just put the show has not been newsworthy at all. Okay, I right. have to go back and read these. I was like, wait, what did I say? Hold on. No, oh, I'm on there. Well, I'm not going to throw you under the bus on anything like that, but... Uh, I was ready for it. I was like, damn, that's going to be the biggest take of this show. Den Will, re Will reveals Denise's hot takes via text. <laughs> Although I will admit no. now, though, I have shared some hot takes with oh, you, yes, you on have. text that I would never like put out on like a tweet or something like that, because I'm like, no, there's no way. Even if it's funny or lighthearted, uh, you kind of already know how the situation is within like Twitter and whatnot. Yes. So, I mean, that's the thing is, even for me, I know that uh, I wasn't going to put out anything truly negative, mostly because of the fact that these days, really, mostly what I cover is AEW TV. So I know if I put out anything negative about tonight's Raw, the first thing I was going to hear Chill. is... Yeah, it's like, oh, you don't say these things about AEW. And I'm, I thought, okay, I'm not even going to bother. Uh, I, I will stick to just kind of keeping it funny um, or lighthearted observation. I think I tweeted twice anyway. Uh, but I did watch the show in full. And the thing is, like, when it comes to the rosters between the two, like, I recognize SmackDown is the better show. But to me, I still feel like Raw is the better roster. And I still expect more out of Raw between the two main WWE shows easily. Completely agree with you. So let's get into this show, everybody. First and foremost, uh, thank you so much to everybody who's already sending sending in super chats and humper chats. We will be pulling them out throughout this show as we go along. Uh, but let's kick it off with this one here from our Orion Ben six six six, who says, "Before wrestling, uh, thoughts on Demar Hamlin, his family, and the Bills. My uh, my thanks to Cincinnati first responders who got there ASAP just well. And this is obviously something that we have to talk about because uh, anybody who's anybody, even if you're not a football fan or you don't watch, uh, you know what's going on here or what happened in the game. And, uh, you know, I found out about it because my uh, husband was watching the game and he told me like, you know, oh my God, like this is happening. You know, you've watched the video and it's heartbreaking and everything that unfolded afterwards. And I, you know me, I'm not like a big football fan. I'm very, very casual, but I had no idea that nothing like this had ever happened before. And so it, it was really hard to kind of like see that and knowing that his whole family was in the crowd, seeing the reactions from, from the players and just, it, you know, and I will say this, there was a part of the show that I was, because what I think when I found out the news, I think it was around the time of the six man, and I kind of got to the point where I was like going to the living room to go watch a little bit of ESPN just to see what was happening and then come back and, you know, obviously finish watching Raw. But I did spend a little bit of time where I was watching Raw, but I was thinking about, you know, what what was going on and what had been uh, seen and what had happened. Um, Will, uh, thoughts? Yeah, so I actually... Um... I was between two things, and my attention can't really keep uh, more than two. So I actually wasn't watching Monday Night Football. I was watching the uh, – I had Raw on. 
and I was watching the uh, Nuggets lose to um, the Timberwolves tonight. And so those were the two things I had on. And then I get a uh, – and then, of course, as usual, scrolling Twitter. And I see uh, words that you don't want to see. And multiple people had tweeted the same thing, which was getting Owen Hart vibes right now. And I thought, oh, no. Uh, what could that be referring to? And I'm like, that's definitely not something that's on my two screens. I thought it had to do with Monday Night Football. And then that – that was when I went and checked, and I saw the hit itself, and I saw the collapse, and uh, that's as scary of a situation as it gets. You know, you've got kind of people with experience and medical experts weighing in on Twitter pretty much the rest of the night, and nobody's giving much of a positive outlook as far as just what they believe they saw, and that's very scary stuff. Um, and... Uh, yeah, that was just scary as hell. That's something you don't want to see. Um, those, those are some of the worst things we, you know, when you talk about football, this is one of those like worst case scenario kind of things. We've been talking about um, trauma and concussions for a long time when it comes to uh, the sport of football. Um, and again, one of the worst case scenarios is essentially what happened tonight, considering the concussions we've seen just this year. Uh, it's already been a not great season in terms of people having to be carted off the field. But in a case like tonight where they had to call the entire game off, that is, uh, like I said, one of the worst scenarios imaginable. And, yeah, just thinking about his family being out there and having to witness that, that's no good at all. And that's where Sean was, by the way. That's yeah, uh, just an awful situation. I mean, um, yeah, and it's going to be kind of hard to switch back, guys. We will, uh, you know, talk about this. I'm sure some uh, some other people will, you know, bring it up and whatnot. Uh, we are going to go ahead and switch back to uh, Monday Night Raw as best as we can here. But we got another super chat from Orion Ben who says, my thanks to WWE for that Dom segment uh, needed that. And I know we're going to talk about this more in depth in just a second. But believe it or not, this was actually one of my favorite parts of Raw for like the dumbest reason ever. And we'll talk about that more later on. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking it as like very like tongue in cheek type type of situation you know with the whole dominic situation um we got another uh super chat here this is from becky who just says uh praying for damar hamlin and his family god will uh, god will take care of him and yeah like like i said guys it, it it damn like it's not something that you know i don't know what to say will like it, it sucks to to even just like talk about it yeah because uh, he, he's 24 years old, man. 24 years old. Like, when I saw that, I just thought, oh, hell no. Nope, nope, nope. Like, that's just not not okay. Not the way you want to see um, anybody's career. I mean, not even, we're not even talking about career at this point. Like, at the end of the day, like, football is, like, out the door. Nobody's even concerned about football anymore. At, the, at this point, you just, you don't want to see anybody's health in that way. You don't want to see anybody's life on the line that way and yeah football's already a dangerous sport but this is one of the worst cases you can imagine matt raquel matt raquel says uh my thoughts and prayers go out to the family and friends of damar hamlin what a scary situation to watch uh completely um agree as well and uh okay sorry guys let me just get all caught up here uh thank you so much to matt for sending in his uh thoughts as well and um all right so let's go ahead and press on it and i will continue on with the super chats as we go through and i'll have uh Luis here who is keeping track of everything so i'll pull things out as we go uh throughout the entire uh segment we do have another one here from dinar who says uh 
and this is directed to Sean, but he says, well, in light of DeMar, my original chat could have been a better taste. Thoughts and prayers to him. Thanks for the awesome content you provide and also happy new year. Uh, thank you so much to uh, to Justin who sent this in as well. And um, this is from Aran814 who says, praying for DeMar Hamlin and his family's tragedies like this remind you of the humanity behind those people on your screen. Terrible to happen. Also praying for Ken Block and his uh, rest in peace to a legend. Uh, Jam Beard says, also an update on Hamlin Toy Drive toy drive charity it's now over nine hundred thousand dollars in response to people wanting to do something for him hope he has a full and healthy recovery he was watching the game and it was scary i have been i've been seeing that you know i think within like i think sean put that within certain uh certain amount of time it hit like 400k and that was not too long ago now it's at 900k uh and then uh Broadway Joy Broadway Joe sends in sends this and saying also please uh please keep uh, T Higgins in your thoughts as well some of the stuff on Twitter is absolutely disgusting hope he's with loved ones tonight oh man there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on uh tonight for sure but all right I'm gonna do my best way my best to segue back into Raw in the best manner that I possibly can and we actually kicked off Monday Night Raw with the bloodline so we're gonna go ahead and cover everything that went down with the bloodline at the top of the show just to make it easier easier so we kicked this off with Sami Zayn basically telling everybody with out there with the Usos and Kevin Owens basically saying that this is going to be a hostile takeover of Monday Night Raw and that people are going to get hurt because of Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens is like, all I want to do is come and punch you in the face right now. So Adam Pierce comes out and he basically says like, no, 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 like this is not going to happen on my watch whatsoever. The bloodline is not the authority. I'm the authority and he tells the bloodline to leave at first but instead so he sends in the security to take them out and take them out by force but instead solo sokoa ends up taking out all the security guards takes them all out so finally by the time they're all washed away and gone kevin owens just beeline straight into the uh, straight into sammy and he ends up in a four-on-one attack here uh after this we got some of the members of the monday night raw roster they come out and they go against the bloodline and it's this whole big old bra and then the bloodline runs out and adam pierce basically says no no no, you guys are not going to get off this easy instead i'm going to put you guys all in a match here tonight which led to two match late two matches later on in the night but first and foremost uh will how did you feel about the start of the show and basically what it ended up leading to so i've always been I, i've said for the last couple of weeks i guess Last week, there wasn't a show, but two weeks ago, uh, they did similar stuff. They had the Roman Reigns pre-tape, and then that led into the bloodline basically NWOing the show. I like this. I almost want to see them go all the way with it. We're like, uh, I don't know if you remember the NWO Monday Nitro episodes. Yeah. So um, the best thing about those episodes, one, those scared the crap out of me as a kid. I remember being like... Oh my God, they've really taken WCW over. It's over for them. The NWO has really done it. Like the NWO used to scare the piss out of me because I really felt like it was like a hostile takeover of the show I'd been watching for years, which was WCW. And so there's a little piece of me that's like, go all the way with this. I want to see like one week where Kevin Patrick and uh, Corey Graves would just run off a of commentary and the Usos just take over and commentate the rest of the show. Just as the Usos don't give a shit about anything on the show. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I like this. I like this stuff. I think it makes the bloodline uh, feel ever present. 
because I like running threads throughout a show, and that's one of the things that has kept a running thread throughout the show. It's also helping Roman's presence feel more there than it's been in recent months because you know this was all established you know two weeks ago they had the opening package from roman reigns that was obviously pre-taped in chicago but nonetheless they had that opening package with roman reigns where he declared we're taking over monday night raw and i'm sending you guys to go do this and the fact that they're acting on his orders on raw makes him feel more present than he actually is and it gives purpose to him being there one of my big criticisms of roman reigns's reign over the last like six months has been nobody seems to like actually care uh and what i mean by that is there's <laughs> I think like you might have to elaborate yeah what no, what i mean and i don't mean the fans obviously the fans are into roman but what i mean is like nobody on the show is like hey i want to be universal champion like not a single person is like hey i want to face roman reigns literally like the last contender was Logan Paul and not a single person on the show was like, hey, I've been fighting for the last year. I should be a number one contender. Like, nobody seems to care. And so I like that what's happening here is giving the wrestlers involved reason to want to go after Reigns. And I like that, like, if it is going to be Kevin Owens who gets the next title shot, and it feels like it's probably going to be, um, he has... He has an aim for Roman Reigns without Roman Reigns necessarily being there. And so I like that. I like that it gives the champion presence without the champion. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Necessarily being there. And this was a good segment. And that's the thing, and I think you kind of nailed it on the head where you said it kind of feels like there's this presence there, even though Roman Reigns isn't technically there all the time. Uh, it still feels like his uh, his aura is well, like, floating within the air, whatever you want to say. But to me, it kind of makes it just feel like the bloodline really is in demand. Like, they're not just, yeah. you know, sticking on one roster. Like, you're seeing them both on Raw and SmackDown, and it's kind of gotten to the point where they really are one of the hottest acts that they have in WWE. So it's like, okay, you want to draw interest to the show, you go ahead and you add uh, you add the bloodline, right? So you, I feel like if it wasn't for the bloodline being part of the show and, like, them interweaving a lot 
lot of what, you know, we were talking about, including these matches. I do feel like that's kind of showing, though, that like there really isn't much else that there is to really, uh, you know, kind of be the meat, kind of be like the entree of the show. And granted, we did have a phenomenal main event. But when it comes to like kind of a story that carries you throughout these three hours, uh, it, it really is kind of the bloodline right now. Oh, yeah. For sure. I think the bloodline is what's carrying five hours of TV, really. Uh, and it's both a good and bad thing. Like, on one end, it's a good thing because this shit's entertaining. On the other side, it's like, ooh, um, those not involved with the bloodline, I'm not all that into. Uh, and so, I, granted, like I said, I like the main event a lot, and I think Austin Theory is doing probably the best work, really, of his WWE career. So, uh, either way, I did like this. We got an, a, a super chat here from Orion Ben, who says, was hoping for the Hurt Business interceding ARG. Where are you at in terms of the Hurt Business? Do you care? Do you not care? Do you want to see them, you know, become a thing again? What's your whole deal? What's your whole take with the Hurt Business? Uh, so I'm still a little burnt on the last reunion like that. Nothing made me more mad than, hey, we got the Hurt Business back together for two nights. And then it was like, actually, no, we didn't. Like, these guys have never gotten an opportunity in front of the crowds because it was a pandemic era act. So I'm still a little burnt by that. But also, I do feel, all right, look, if you're going to do the Hurt Business, because I love the Hurt Business love that act my only thing is if it's being built to just be fodder for the bloodline pass but if you are going to make them kind of one of the first like pound for pound acts that can stand toe to toe with the bloodline i'm down for that uh like if it's like bobby lashley stands toe to toe with roman reigns if cedric and shelton are there to stand toe to toe with the usos and all of a sudden now like the bloodlines kind of met their match that i'm good with uh if it, it, because they have dominated raw right they were the dominant act of all of 2021 um if that's the case i'm good with it if it's just more guys to lose to the bloodline like i said pass uh <laughs> I, I i don't want to see that because i i feel like we just did that with bringing them back for that little short stint at the end of 2021 all right, so let's talk about the matches that Adam Pierce made for the night because there was uh, this one I really enjoyed, actually, and it was the Music City Street Fight. So we ended up seeing Elias versus Solo Sokoa for this. Um, this was kind of fun. It did include, a, it did get a little bit, uh, like at one point we even saw this musician get involved, and I forget his name, um, something Hardy. What was it? His Hardy. Name. Just Hardy? Uh huh. Oh shit! I don't. I have no idea who this, this is. The whole time I thought I missed his first name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, Hardy, whoever this person is, because I have no idea. Like, this was the first time I ever heard of him in my entire life. But anyway, so they kick off this match. This match, I thought Elias looked pretty damn good. He was given an opportunity to kind of shine here. He went in there and was hitting uh, Solo Sokoa with some really good chops that I kind of felt like, you know, they stood out to me. Uh, they really did. And in terms of we kind of saw Elias do a whole lot in this match. Like at one point he goes in for a guitar shot. He ends up missing it because Solo moves out of the way. He throws him into the drum kick. He, uh, drum kit. He afterwards hits him with a tambourine and he kind of nails Solo Sokoa pretty damn hard with it. Like the one where he got him right in the head. It was like smack right in there. It actually looks pretty good. Um, he hits him with the spine buster at one point and then the 
musician Hardy ends up becoming a part of this where he kind of sees that Solis that uh, Elias needs a little bit of help there. So when Solisicoa has his back to Elias, he goes in there, gets the courage to hit Solisicoa with a guitar shot to the back. And then afterwards, uh, Obviously, Solisicoa is like not even like moving. He was like a brick wall whatsoever. So it had zero impact on him whatsoever. And this essentially leads to um, Elias getting him with a knee strike. And then after this, he goes to the top rope. And before before he can do anything, Solisicoa uh, ends up getting him with the uh, Samoan spike. And that is how we are able to see him get the win after slamming him onto the piano. So thoughts on this match? Favorite moments. How did you feel about the interaction of Hardy, whoever he is, the musician? I feel so bad. If there's going to be people here who are big fans of this Hardy guy. Look, uh, I had no idea who this is either, but also, and granted, this is probably, uh, it's probably an accurate assumption given that the show was in Nashville, I believe. Uh, you wouldn't have done this any other time. And uh, also, and so my guess is probably country music. Probably, do I like right? I, you know, it's do I look like I listen Nashville. to country music? Uh, yeah, so either way, don't know who this is. That's okay. I'm not saying people shouldn't know who this is. Um, this isn't one of those who kind of situations. Oh, no, like, is this, yeah, it's not meant to be insulting. Like, oh, yeah. well, who is this? No, yeah, I legitimately yeah, uh, didn't know. <laughs> like, uh, the, honestly, if, if that's your music and this was an act that popped you, um, great, because I actually thought... That like we saw a similar match to this a year ago. Uh, I guess it's been like a year and a half, right? Uh, yeah, it's been a year and a half. It was Elias and Jackson Riker when the Symphony of Destruction match, I think it was called. Um, yeah. And they did that whole big scenario, except Jackson Riker wasn't over at all. Um, and so this was a little bit better of a presentation of such. Uh, I think this was one of my favorite. I can't believe I'm saying this. Uh, I have no idea who Hardy is. So for me to say this is was one of my favorite country musician. Yes, this is my favorite <laughs> country musician ever getting involved in uh, pro wrestling. And the reason I liked this was because of Solo Sokoa's no sell. I thought that doing, you know, we've seen celebrity involvement before, and it usually changed the outcome of a match. We, we famously uh, back in 2011, we saw Hugh Jackman um, knock out Dolph Ziggler, and that allowed Zack Ryder to get a victory. Saw all of that, right? And I was worried at the moment that that was what was about to happen when he grabbed that guitar. But I bit on it. I I thought, ah oh, man, like celebrities, like Solo better not take a loss via celebrity. And when he got hit with the guitar and no sold it. Big pop for me. I was that did everything I needed to see out of that, and uh, and then yeah, Elias goes for whatever he was doing off the top rope. I'm not sure what he was gonna do with that busted ass guitar, but uh, he ends up taking the Samoan spike and then gets pinned um, on the. I think it was on the piano on the outside. The match itself is fine, uh, but more than that, I enjoyed the moments of continuing to make Solo Sokoa look like a, a complete badass in these scenarios. No one can seem to beat him, uh, and in this case, even the interference of a celebrity couldn't do the trick. 
That's I, what I was afraid of. I thought, oh my God, they better not have this like be the uh, reason that Solo Sokoa is actually going to lose in this match. So yeah, like you're right. I did like kind of fall for it just a little bit. So I'm so glad that they had him completely like no sell this whatsoever. I did think that uh, Hardy, that he could have been a lot more like, oh fuck. Like he didn't really sell like the oh fuck. Like I just really kind of, you know, I really messed up right now by hitting this guy with the guitar shot because it didn't do anything to him. I did think he could have maybe just been a little bit like more reactive because I don't think he sold it that well. Like, come on, you just went in there and you hit a professional wrestler with a guitar. You should be terrified out of your mind the second that he turns around and, you know, wants to get his hands on you. So that is one thing that I would say, like, and obviously, you know, pro you know, clearly you know when it comes to celebrities they don't always have like the i guess you can say unless it's an actor right unless it's like an actor who goes in there and he's able to like really sell the facial expressions with this guy you really didn't get that but regardless i'm glad that it didn't take out uh too much of the match especially when you have some of these like celebrity involvement sometimes it can become too much and like this goes back to like even for example like something recent with um Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. Like, remember when they got in all of the little entourage got involved, they brought in Jake Paul and it was this whole thing that really kind of took away from the actual match itself. I'm glad that this was very quick and like brief. I was like, okay, he went in there, he fucked up, he's out. Okay, fine. Uh, this was actually one of the highlights of Raw for me here today because I actually thought that, like I said, Elias looked great even though he took the L in this. I thought he looked good, man. He looked great. So let's go. I got the win. Good stuff. They've continued to make Solo look strong. And so, like, losing a Solo isn't necessarily a knock for anybody right now. Um, I will say this, though. Completely threw me off. Like, if you were only halfway paying attention. And I was, like, paying attention to the match, but, again, also watching the Nuggets game. And so when I hear um, commentary go, it's Hardy. Hardy's in the ring. And I went, what? Like, Matt, like, Matt? Who are we talking about I, right now? Like, did I fall asleep for a minute? Like, did I completely miss uh jeff hardy's return is there another hardy i'm not aware of matt hardy did he jump companies and then i'm like oh hardy the the country singer got it we got a we got a super chat here from broadway joe who says feels like a lot of triple h era has put an emphasis on playing to the live crowd like this hardy dude but it doesn't connect to those watching at home and i get it like you know i don't know how to say this because i do get this like this for me doesn't work right like i'm not gonna be like oh my god it's hardy but then for example for example if they were i don't know in los angeles and then they did somebody that like clearly i knew and everybody knew and maybe it just depends on the celebrity because there's, it, some, it, ce it, there's it, some celebrities it, you're gonna get excited about even if you don't know them or if you kind of know them but then there are some where you're just like who's this geek right like who is this person i think there's a lot of See, because the reason I'm not knocking this is because there was a reaction. So I can at least always appreciate when there is a reaction and I can go, okay, this may not be somebody I personally know, but I can definitely appreciate that this is somebody that this audience knows. And so, and I don't even think they were reacting for him necessarily. They were just reacting to, oh shit, somebody just interfered who was just in the audience. This is cool. I really think that's mostly what the reaction was. Um, I disagree with the idea that Hunter's been like playing to the audience. I don't think he has at all. Like, that's been the big problem for me is that, uh, if anything, I have felt like probably the last, it's almost been like three months now that raw audiences have really felt like they've just been asleep. And uh, it doesn't seem like if Hunter's regime is doing something to play to these crowds, 
they're not reacting to it. Like I feel like the most these crowds really give is Seth Rollins' theme song and maybe like when the Miz says it's time for Miz TV. Like I feel like those are really the only two big things we get. But other than that, I don't feel like there's been a whole lot of reacting at all. The main event got some good reaction tonight. Like the the crowd really picked up into that, but man, did it take some time. No, man, I get it. I get it because I just like the last event that I went to was SmackDown in Anaheim and the little kid in front of me was on his iPad the entire time. The people behind me were talking about something totally different. And when you're there and you see like how, you know, what people are actually doing when you're watching the show and something's not that interesting or your favorite wrestler isn't out there or not somebody that you're really interested in is out there, people are kind of just doing whatever. And sometimes I'm like thinking like, okay, I kind of feel like this has been happening quite a bit more often, which is something you obviously don't want to see. We got another super chat here. This one's from Aron814 who says, I thought Raw was fun tonight. The Hardy spot popped me. Not Raw specific, but would you guys put on your WWE wish but what would you guys put on your WWE wish list for 2023? Do you have high hopes for Triple H's first full year at the helm? Uh, I have, I have hopes. Like this was, I we just spoke about this. Will is that I'm really putting like this year now that we're kicking into like Mania season. I really have a lot of high hopes because this to me is like the test for Triple H to see what we can expect because I want to be, I want to tune in every week and, you know, be surprised. Like the element of surprise is what I feel we need to be having. And it's not just returns. You don't need just returns to have all these surprises. You can do cool swerves with the storylines. You could do, um, I don't know, some fun promos anything have just go out there and have these fun matches like we've been seeing on on smackdown for example like they have all of it i just kind of want to see it just be a little bit more um exciting because they have all of they have all that they can possibly have all the tools right now they can make it exciting but we're not really getting that this was the first show of the 2023 year and I texted you saying, damn, we ain't got nothing newsworthy to talk about. <laughs> and that stresses me out. Will, as a podcaster, it stresses me out when there's nothing that there is really like to grab a hold on, to say like, this is what we're going to really talk about. Like, this is going to be the thing. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? The uh, 18 years of this and the weeks where there was nothing. I almost had to like make something out of nothing. And that's always the worst, right? Where you have to like really pretend like something important happened in that in that specific week. Uh I mean I will say that probably some of my best podcasting conversations came out of weeks where like nothing happened. Uh but and literally just talking about nothing having happened. But for the most part, I agree. Like it it, it to have something to grab onto to be like, okay, this show kind of puts itself together. We have stuff to talk about. This is gonna be cake, this is gonna be easy. As far as what I wanna see out of this year, I think one of the things I obviously would have some concerns about, uh, and let me make sure I'm making a correct statement here. So there obviously was no new champion crowned in twenty twenty two because we had one champion the whole year. Um and no, I guess we didn't because Either way, no new champions crowned, right? Uh, in 2021, we did have one new champion crowned in Brock, or not Brock, and Bobby Lashley. And my whole point here is that um, I am ready in 2023 to see somebody take that next step. And uh, I feel like 
there's a couple of people who could probably finally get there. I feel like the way they're building up Cody Rhodes's return tells me that they're going to get him back on the track of he's going to be somebody who they move toward the WWE Championship. But I am ready to see just somebody make that crossover move again because it's a big deal when it happens, right? Like Kofi Kingston's first WWE Championship was a big deal. Um, Daniel Bryan winning the WWE title for the first time is a big deal. Jeff Hardy. Like when you think about those moments where somebody's got their first title win and it's a feel good thing and it's good for the crowd and everybody loves it. It's been a while since we've seen that. And I think 2023 needs to bring us that in some capacity. That's good. Um, we got Lake Love who says, once again, WWE has brought in a celebrity musician I never heard of. And I'm so out of touch. Oh, I never heard of. Am I so out of touch? No, it's a WWE that's wrong. Uh, I don't know because there's sometimes where there are people that come in that I legitimately didn't know who they were just because maybe they're not my, you know, my genre or the thing that I'm into. And then all of a sudden I find out, oh, this person's like really popular, you know? Uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I remember the big topic, the big, big one, which is so crazy when you think about it now in hindsight, once you actually take the time to like look. Do you remember the discussion? Yes. Between Uh with with with. (laughs) Bad Bunny. Now, I'm going to be real with you. I first heard of Bad Bunny within WWE. Now, does that make him any less? I know. Does that make him any less of a star? No, it doesn't. That blows my mind when I hear that. Especially. But it's because I don't listen to that kind of music. And I know people are like, well, you're a Latino. You should be listening to that kind of. Well, I'm sorry. I was listening to something else. Uh, But I didn't know. But I'm like, okay. But I didn't like shit on the idea because I'm like, okay, a simple Google search pretty much tells you like, oh, this guy is freaking, you know, this and that. And now since then, you know, obviously it's been a while since we first saw Bad Bunny in WWE. That was God, what year was that, Will, when we first saw him in WWE? That was, that was just 2021, which Jesus I want to, like, mentally feels... one to me, it was yeah. like 2019. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm trying to get at is, like, since then, like, obviously seeing all his accolades and everything that he's done, it's so crazy to me that we even had this argument about Bad Bunny or that people had this argument about Bad Bunny because he obviously, like, has, like, these crazy-ass numbers and shit. And, you know, he's out there beating BTS and, you know, even Taylor Swift, like, what is this you know so clearly the guy's a star which which is crazy that this even happened where yeah maybe me and other people didn't know him but it didn't mean that you know he shouldn't have been there now hardy i I, I don't know hardy i have to tell you denise of course i got it but that person's super chat was a simpsons reference by the way you're a simpsons fan yes i know yeah but literally he was just referencing the simpsons when he said am i so out of touch no it's wwe that's wrong that's okay principal skinner saying am i so out of touch it's the children who are wrong um anyway but look i've seen like two simpsons episodes (laughs) one of them was with me by the way one of them was with you and i watched like 10 seconds of it (laughs) well i gotta go i've got it is in the universal studios ride when you're in that long ass line for like 40 Mm -hmm. minutes and you're sitting there or you're standing there and they you don't do fast passes at universal studios no i don't go that often to get a fast pass what do you think i'm made out of money will no, that's the reason because I'm like so I've only been to Universal Studios but they twice in the last clips. That's but how like, I know. <laughs> I've only been twice in the last two years. But because I've only been twice in the last er, two years, ten years, twice in the last ten years. And the reason you buy the fast passes is because it's like, okay, probably not coming back here anytime soon. So let me get all of the stuff out of the way that I can and still like be able to enjoy the rest of my day. Now, are you kidding me? There's no way I'm standing in line 45 minutes per ride. At that point, I'm only going to get to do like three rides. Get the fast pass and do everything. 
no, I don't want to spend the extra money. I'd rather just stand there. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that bad. You just stand there. You have a good conversation with whoever you're standing there with. You look around. You peep into other people's conversations. It's great. Okay. I, said, I, I did one, by the way. I did one and it was uh i tried to go on the harry potter ride last march when i was in oh, that uh, california it's uh, yeah but the thing was the line was like i was Girl, in it for I like, an... like less than five minutes for the harry potter ride okay how did you manage that because i got I there right... there was no line i got there right when they opened and i still stood in line probably about a little over an hour and after that i was like fuck this not doing this the rest of my day. I went to customer service, upgraded my passes with the fast pass, and then did every single ride after that. I didn't Worth have to it. wait in line for Harry Potter. I just went and there was like no line. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do this ride. <laughs> Look at you, <laughs> lucky ass Denise. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got M. Simmons who says, Bad Bunny is greater than Taylor Swift. Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's my reaction to that. Everyone tries to get me with Taylor Swift. Why don't you guys throw some shots at Mariah Carey, huh? Hey, Rolling Stone just put her at number five on the list of the, top, two oh. <laughs> the top 200 oh. singers in history and the four above her all dead. So oh. therefore, that makes Mariah Carey greatest living singer <laughs> around. Who could say anything about Mariah Carey? What are you going to say? Oh, she has too much money. Oh, she has too many great singles. But I treasure my friendship with you, Will, and I'm not going to say it. And you actually right. know I'm a Mariah Carey fan, so I'm not even going to talk shit. Right. But I will say this, though. Are you, are, uh, can I make you mad on this podcast, Will? Should sure. I trigger Go. Will on this podcast? Let's do it. If I have to hear all I want for Christmas one more time, I'm going to snap. There you go. Probably That's change my, my ringtone back. That's it's, my it's hot been, take. It's been all I want for Christmas is you for the last month. I should probably change it back. Look, the song goes away for the next <laughs> eleven months. Enjoy. All right. When it comes back, give it its month, and then let it go again. All right. Moving on to this before Will's punt like comes out of the screen just to beat me up over this. Oh all no! Right. I'm looking at the people in the chat that are about to get their asses kicked. I see you, Jan. I'm sorry, I see sorry. you. You know I love Mariah Carey. She's a queen. She's a goddess. I would like bow down to her and all of this stuff. But I cannot listen to that song anymore. Okay, I just cannot listen to "All I Want for Christmas Is You" ever again in my life. But other than that, I love every other song. Good. All right. Um, moving on to this, uh, let's go ahead and get into something that. Oh wait, we also have to talk about Sammy the Bloodline. Kevin Owens and the Street Profits, six-man tag. Uh, we did end up seeing uh, uh, we ended up seeing Sami Zayn get the win with the Haluva kick, and so he gets the win for his team. But then afterwards, we do see uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre run in and basically attack the Usos since they do have a match on SmackDown. Uh, thoughts on this match? Oh, this is great. Uh, again, this is... <sighs> Every single time I get worried that they're doing something to not keep the bloodline strong and whatnot. Um, I don't know. It, they, they they have managed to continue to keep this group uh, active and going. I felt bad because I'm like, on the other side of things, I look at the rest of the tag division and I go, like, no one can compete here. And, like, the Street Profits are, are not. I know. You just saw it, Will. You just saw I it. See it. I see it. I saw I it, see too. It. And I was like, oh, no. I see it. Uh, you, know, you know what? I'm going to just bring it up. 
Chaos Control is trying to like cause a riot here. Um, if, for the audio listeners, he said that Eminem's greater than Mariah. Uh, I oh would just Good look. Luck. Uh, I just have to ask one quick question, uh, and this is one of those uh, Will using the the numbers to uh, justify <laughs> his argument. Um, so. I believe these two had a beef, right, uh, back in 2009, and Mariah did a diss track about Eminem, and then Eminem responded. Uh, and regardless of which track you thought was better, that's all subjective. But what we'll instead say is whose track did better, because uh, Mariah had a track called Obsessed. Obsessed did so well that, if I remember correctly, <laughs> Obsessed actually had a second life on TikTok just like two years ago, um, where I watched little kids running around going, why are you so obsessed with me? Nobody saw it. I want to know. Exactly. She dressed up as Eminem in the video. It was great stuff. Eminem didn't even look like that at the time. But <laughs> Eminem was so gotten to by that that he eventually changed his look to like look like that. Um, on the other hand, um, Eminem had a disc called The Warning, if I remember correctly. Uh, I remember the song pretty well. He played voicemails from Mariah, which, you know, like. It's like screenshotting DMs, right? That's like something a bitch would do. Um, and so thinking about how uh, Eminem responded and how the song didn't have nearly the life that Obsessed did, I'd say, like, by what metric is Eminem better than Mariah Carey? She also had another diss on the album uh, Charm Bracelet called Clown. Most people didn't realize that was about him. That was about, about him? That most people didn't realize that was about Eminem at the time, but uh, Clown is definitely about Eminem. Oh, shit. I didn't know I love that song. <laughs> All right. Well, Chaos Control just got you going off on a whole ass tangent. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. All right. Jared here says Eminem equals mom and pop and Mariah equals corporation. Look, and obviously Mariah is the press conference and Eminem is a conversation. Anyway, let's go. Uh, yeah, this match. Great stuff. Um, like I said, I feel for the Street Profits though, I was talking about the tag divisions and how I feel like none of the tag teams really feel like they can compete. And the Street Profits are kind of a strong example of that, of like back in the summer, they felt like the guys who were going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Usos, they had a tag match that had Jeff Jarrett as special guest referee, which just feels like another universe right now. Um, and just thinking about where they are right now, I would like to see the tag divisions kind of get back in order, but also how do you do that when you also have to keep the Usos as strong as you got to keep them? So exactly. I, I feel like the end of their reign is around the corner, probably WrestleMania, probably to Kevin and Sammy. But until then, this was Sheldon. Sheldon Jackson says, if I had to choose between Mariah Carey and Taylor Swift, Mariah Carey all day. Taylor Swift is not for me and never will be. Also, Denise, I said what I said, and I mean that. Now, you think I'd be offended by that, by that but I'm not. Bro, did you just see how many millions of people tried getting T-Swift tickets? I don't need no more Taylor Swift fans on here, all right? Y'all made it hard for the hardcores, so no thanks. No more new fans. I'm done. Max capacity hit. <laughs> so I'm not offended by that whatsoever. All you got right. your tickets, though. Oh, hell yeah, I did. Shit, I was on that. All right. Um, let's get into this hot topic. Alexa Bliss, Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's do Championship. We have, we have to get into I know, this we one do. because I'm interested in your thoughts. But before we get into it, let's break down a little bit about what happened for those that did not see. So what we had here was obviously a match for the Raw Women's Championship. And, um, you know, we had I'll – let, I'll let you break – 
how do I, I'm trying to decide how I want to go about this. Look, we had a match here that had some good ingredients that just didn't necessarily mix too well. The best way that I can say this is I love Alexa Bliss. I love Bianca Belair, but they don't have great chemistry with one another, unfortunately. This match was kind of a little bit all over the place. There really just wasn't like a flow to it. The moves were there. They just didn't connect. They didn't have a flow. So this match was really not that good. But finally, towards the end, I'm thinking like, okay, you know what? At least they're going out there and they're doing this match. They're giving them a lot of time. But instead, um, towards the end of the match, Alexa Bliss ends up seeing a guy in the audience who is wearing an Uncle Howdy mask. So she's like, you know, like, whatever's right. Like, what the hell, right? Then she goes back in the ring. She tries to continue this match. And instead, she sees another guy in the crowd with an Uncle Howdy mask. Okay. So then afterwards, she goes back in there. And on the t- on, the, on the Tinatron, you see uh, the big splashes of the Bray Wyatt thing that we've been seeing pretty much all the time. So we get those quick flashes. And then Alexa Bliss starts doing this thing where she's like, ah, like, like she's got a massive migraine or something. And she is basically, you know, turning into something else or maybe getting that dark side of her, I don't know, back in or whatever. So she goes in and she ends up jumping on the referee and she just starts like wailing at him, uh, getting him with a bunch of rights and lefts, etc. So she attacks him, attacks Bianca Belair afterwards. So obviously, you know, she's basically DQ'd, but she continues on with the attack on Bianca. She ends up hitting her with two DDTs on the steel steps. And um, at one point, like prior to the attack, um, I don't know if it was Bianca or Alexa Bliss or both of them that were kind of busted open because I saw it on Bianca's ear and then I saw it on her mouth and then I saw it on Alexa Bliss's nose so I'm not really sure who started bleeding when and where and at what point I first noticed it on Bianca after maybe one of the kicks that she got from Alexa Bliss I'm not sure but basically this is how this match ended so um clearly the fiend uh is still I don't know in Alexa Bliss he's still affecting a bit Alexa Bliss in this situation like What's your analysis of this, Will? I'm sure it'll all come together, but it is a little bit weird how, like, nothing Bray is doing references any of this whatsoever. And it's like, uh, at no point has any of this. Like, even when Bianca brought up, you know, the ties to Bray in the promo beforehand, and I just thought, Bray has not, in any way, shape, or form, talked about this in addressed it like hey did you see raw that was weird um anything they haven't brought it up on commentary when bray does stuff on smackdown like it's almost like this lives in two different universes i'm sure probably around royal rumble it'll all come together um but it feels like it lives in two different universes and uh i don't know it's definitely not for me so i will preface this by saying those of you who don't know me may not be aware but i think bianca belair is just the best uh there is nothing she can do wrong in my eyes um i am a subscriber to the theory that gets tossed around twitter a lot that bianca belair in ring has had no misses until until tonight i felt like this might be my least favorite bianca belair match ever uh, I thought that the chemistry during the match was just off. Um, 
you know, the, kind of jumping ahead on the super chat really quick, uh, where Jared says Bianca was visibly annoyed with Alexa during the match. Hope they can get it together for the Rumble. There was one point where it did; she did look visibly annoyed. Where was it? The part on the outside? No, it was on the inside where it looked like she was going to go for the um, uh, what is it? The the springboard um, backflip she does, and Alexa wasn't in place, and so she like stomps on Alexa really quick, then puts her in place, and then uh, goes for it again. And yeah, it just felt like the chemistry was off here. It felt like certain things weren't connecting the way they needed to. It nothing really looked clean here. Um, they weren't really able to get the crowd into it. And then, of course, the ending it's just kind of stupid. Like, uh... so yeah, as you mentioned, Alexa Bliss attacking the or first seeing the the guys in the masks on the outside and being disturbed by this and then getting back in the ring and then seeing the the flashes on the tron um and attacking the referee and one did we ever get a bell ring like i feel like after the referee was attacked like nobody i don't did. even think so no but it was no. just commentary was right away like oh this is a dq which we obviously knew like yeah, and we the knew referee that. wasn't gonna be like oh never mind let's keep this match going <laughs> everybody knew the second she like leaped on the ref that it was done and out you know? yeah it, it was like, done i don't think we ever over. actually got a bell at least i don't remember hearing a bell yeah and then of course she um beating up uh bianca i don't know i don't i'm, yeah, I'm still in wait and see mode. look in all of this because she got it that's the part in the promo segment that she did when they uh, when they were doing that interview thing, and she she kind of believed her a little bit, but not so much. She had like a, a bad gut feeling about Alexa, and then when she's walking off, Alexa hits her with the I think it was a flower pot or something, and so Bianca kind of looked you know a little foolish there. And then come this week, you know she ends up getting the life beat out of her afterwards. Although I will say this though, the visual afterwards where you just get like Bianca on the ground and she's like all bloody, that was a good little visual there. Yeah, no, I think uh, I almost tweeted this, and it's probably still in the drafts, but like. Blood makes everything better in pro wrestling. Um, that's that's just how I feel about things. Uh, when people are bleeding, it definitely adds a layer to an attack that you want you wouldn't get otherwise. Uh, but man, the the spooky stuff here, the possession of Alexa Bliss. Man, I was hoping we were past this. And uh, but we knew that they weren't. I mean, it had um, been like ever since the fiend came back or Bray Wyatt, whatever. You know, it's like they've been showing the clips of of this. So I know. I, I it happened at some point. I mean, in a long term way, I feel like just overall, I was hoping Alexa's career was kind of past this. And oh yeah, for sure. Uh, it's definitely not, and that's a shame. What concerns me is that. I haven't been digging the Bray Wyatt stuff, like just him alone with the Uncle Howdy thing and everything they've been doing. I haven't been digging it. Now, let's say that this time around things were like really hot and stuff. I'd be like, you know what? Okay, bring like let's let's bring back Alexa Bliss into the fold. Okay, fine, I'm cool with it. But given that the Bray Wyatt stuff has not been good and it's been a very very slow burn, I feel like now you're not only bringing down Bray Wyatt and not really making him into like. I don't know. You're not really keeping the momentum there. Now you're going to go in and bring Alexa, Alexa Bliss back into this. Like, why? I I don't know. And uh, but she again, like I said, I don't. Job. She does a phenomenal job. Is what she's given. But I'm just worried that this is just going to like drag her back down again. Like I said, I I still 
And granted, when it finally comes together, I'm sure I'll feel differently. But right now, none of it feels the same. Like, I don't mentally associate any of this with what happened with L.A. Knight and Bray in any way. It's like two completely different stories being told around the lore of Bray Wyatt. But none of it feels like it belongs together. Um, And a big piece of this maybe has to do with the fact that, like, over on SmackDown, there's, like, and maybe it's, there's no like possession taking place or anything along those lines or anybody like flipping out around the front. She did so have it, the similar. She did have a similar attack in the way that Bray Wyatt attacked the cameraman. Yeah, she that's attacked true. the referee. So that was like really the only like major like similarity, I guess. Yeah. And then Either also way. the mask that those two guys were wearing were the same mask that uh, this version of the Uncle Howdy was getting that we saw on SmackDown. God. All right. This is just not for me. Like, it's not for me. I'm trying. I really want to get into it. I really want to get into it. And I just don't want Come on, Denise. The lore. You got to get into the lore. You know, I'm just such a big lore fan, you know? Like, oh, yeah, this is so me. But I just, look, I love Alexa Bliss. And she just got so much freaking shit for all that she was doing with the Fiend stuff and with the Lily doll and all of that. She got so much shit for that from people. And I mean, that shit sucked. Like, I know, like that's what let's go space paint. Like, this shit was terrible. What I'm saying. But, Will, that's what I'm saying. Like, she got so much shit from it. Why go back to it? Why? Go on and try something new. Like, I get it. Maybe they're thinking, okay, we can do this better than the old regime. But I'm not seeing any signs of things really looking that great with the the Bray Wyatt story here. So what I'm saying is, why go back to it? I'm not sure. Like, I I didn't mind the idea of maybe, like, this hybrid character she was kind of doing where it's like, okay, Lily's still in effect, but she and she's kind of showing more of an aggressive side. But at the end of the day, she is still, like, superstar Alexa Bliss. I didn't mind all of that, uh, but they just weren't doing anything with her. And now we've reached this point where they're like, nah, we actually want her to go back to the spooky mode. I don't know. None of this was for me. Um, And But more than that, I could have forgiven it if the match had been better, but the match even up until that point just wasn't clicking, and that's a shame. Orion Ben 666 says, shout out to the legend, Scary Movie 2 and Regina Hall. Gotham Guy says, Scary Movie 3. Scary Movie 3. It was Scary Movie 3 that was a reference to, not 2. I Uh, haven't seen Scary Movie 2 or 3 or 1. Sorry. Not the yeah. on this one. <laughs> I mean, the, the, re- the reference is was Bianca holding Alexa Bliss's head and her um, swinging like a, like a child. That definitely was, uh, some would have called that a reference to the, the bit from Scary Movie 3 where Regina Hall is holding back the girl from the ring. It was good stuff. Uh, but I do yeah. love Regina Hall, though, with that being said. Anyways, yes. and Simmons 211 says Alexa looked, looked did not did not look smart with the DQ and the post-match didn't help at all. This hurt her character a little bit. Well, well, technically, it's like almost this is happening to her, but it's not at her wish, right? This is this is against her will from the looks of it. All these things that are happening to her when she freaks out, she does these dark things. Because uh, she basically got, technically, she should be pissed at Bray Wyatt for costing her this championship and uh, getting in her head and ruining this opportunity for her. But the, the, the whole thing is that it's supposed to be against her will, right? Uh, I think so, but she's starting to more and more, especially when we saw in the post promo that she's starting to embrace it, that it's it's starting to become more and more a part of her. Somebody did bring up in the chat, uh, and I've been meaning to address this part, um, uh, not Alexa, uh, the crowd, which some will consider this a bit of a hometown crowd for one uh, 
Bianca Belair. And by some, I mean everybody because it's her hometown. And the fact that there were one more time chance uh, when Alexa was beating down Bianca, uh, some didn't like that. Uh, I mean, I, there was a thing I thought about. Like, as soon as it was happening, I thought, ooh, uh, that's not a thing you ever want to see. But also, like, that's just something we've come to embrace from fans. Like, when Brock Lesnar was suplexing people as a heel, fans were chanting one more time. It's just the thing people are going to do when they see something cool. Um, the thing that a heel needs to not do, and Alexa didn't, is do it one more time. If you walk away and don't give the fans what it they made want. Bianca looks so bad. <laughs> it did. <laughs> but if you it, just... it wasn't her fault, obviously. Right. But still. Orlando Arrego sends in a super chat saying, weird with Alexa and Bianca match. They did have chemistry in Royal Rumble 2020. We will see for a future matchup between these two. Hey, man, maybe it was just an off day for them. I don't know what to tell you, man. I was not expecting Bianca and Alexa to not have a good match. Like, I was looking forward to this a whole lot. And when it started, I started thinking, like, okay, we're getting, we're getting going. Okay, cool, cool. And then there was a point, a certain, a point during this match where I thought, oh, that's not looking so smooth. This is not looking the way that it's supposed to. Holy cow. Hopefully they get it back together and they just kind of did it. But anyways, um, all right. We got uh, William Rabb who says, uh, Alexa in her recent BT Sport interview said the Bray stuff was the most fun and favorite of her career. She's into this. And she does a good job with the acting of it. But like I said, the fans were shitting on it a whole lot. This was It felt like a kid's thing, like a kid's... Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely being a part of that Thunderdome era probably didn't help the perception of it because just a lot of things during that era were just no good. Uh, but, like, pretty much it was, go figure, <laughs> similar to today, it was Roman. Uh, and it was, it was Roman and then Sasha and Bailey, and pretty much everything else was like, uh, why are we watching this? Um, so I think that's another thing that kind of stains its reputation is the fact that it occurred during an era where I mean, look, Alexa Bliss had a pay-per-view match against Randy Orton. And won, if I remember correctly. <laughs> Didn't she win that? Wait, which, which one? The, the match against Randy Orton. Elimination Chamber. Oh, the one, yeah. She did, she did some, like, voodoo thing. I forgot what she did, because during this time she was doing, like, the telekinesis. And she mm -hmm. was also doing, like, the black liquid thing. But I forget how she actually defeated him. That I don't. That part I don't remember. I don't remember I don't. that details of that. Yeah, I choose I, to blur this out. Will <laughs> there's not so, that much else to say. But let's get into this yes, next. Alexa topic. Bliss defeats Randy Orton via pinfall. Fastlane 2021. Yeah, but right, how that, though? She had to have uh, done it, something it was the, that was like voodoo-ish. I mean, that was the Bray Wyatt returned. But at the yeah. end of the day, Randy Orton was definitely pinned by Alexa Bliss. Moving on, Dexter Loomis versus Chad Gable. I really feel, and this was very quick. This was a very short couple of minutes of a match. Dexter Loomis gets the win with Cradle. Um, I really don't have much to say about this because I'm not that big of a fan of Dexter Loomis. I'm sorry, but I'm just not a fan. I've, tr I've, I've tried. I think that I, I want to see a new version of Dexter Loomis. I think that this character has, has a shelf life. I've said that for like the longest time and I'm honestly feeling it. I'm not really into it. Uh, Chad Gable obviously goes in there. He has good matches whenever he can. And when he's in there with people that are, you know, he's got, he's had a lot of great matches on Raw. This was not one of them with Dexter. Dexter is not over. And that's, uh, I wonder what Triple H's patience is like. Uh, that's that's gonna 
be the thing I'm most interested in with Hunter's regime is, you know, he had that full sale slash um, whatever they're calling it now at the Performance Center. Uh, he had that crowd. And one of the things that crowd is good for is kind of accepting anything that's put in front of them and reacting to it. He's not getting that from the WWE universe per se. And I wonder what his patience is going to be like for eventually pulling the plug on something. Something like a Dexter Loomis, when do you change direction? Like we saw on SmackDown this week, they're clearly changing direction on Hit Row, right? Like Hit Row, it seems like the way uh, Top Dollar was acting, they were like, okay, turn him because nobody seems to care anyway. I wonder what that's going to be like for Dexter. Uh, but here, I, I wasn't into this. It didn't seem like the crowd was into this. They weren't into his entrance. But uh, we're coming off that super hot feud with him and The Miz. That's definitely a... Uh, <laughs> that's a thing. That's for sure. Okay. All right. So, unfortunately, I don't even want to talk about this. I'm out of here. All right. Let's get into um, Bailey. Uh, Bailey and uh, Dakota and EO damage control. Um, so they go out there. Bailey says, you know, I'm here to talk about the uh, the Irish elephant in the room. And she talks about beating Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch comes out and she tells her, shut up, Bailey, you dope. I love that part. I, I cackled at this. Um, and uh, she basically calls her out for saying that, you know, her teammates are the ones holding the, the gold, but she is the one stealing all of the glory. And this starts off. This leads into a two-on-one handicap match between uh, Becky and EO and Dakota. However, somewhere like maybe within a couple minutes and uh, we end up seeing Meechin, Mia Yim, come out and she ends up basically teaming up with Becky Lynch during this match. Uh, they go back and forth here, uh, but in the end, we do see EO hit the moonsault on uh, Meechin and ends up pinning her, getting the win in this match. So uh, Becky doesn't take the L here. It ends up being um, Mia Yim. But um, what did you think of the match itself? How do you feel about the direction that they're going with all of this? So couple ways I feel about this. Um, it's never a good look for somebody to enter a match fresher than the other three people and take the pin. That part I didn't necessarily like, but I at least like that she was somewhat protected in the fact that she had gotten a hit, um, a finish, and it was kind of broken up on her. Um, but uh, regardless... I think that there is some heat right now to Bailey and Becky, and they had a great match two weeks ago. I think this is something that they can continue to run with. Uh, I think damage control as a whole needs to be heated up a lot more, and I still look at the entire landscape of tag teams and go, uh, what else are you going to do? Um, and I, I, I still don't see it. Uh, that's a slight concern. It's almost like they brought the belts back thinking that, Sasha and Naomi were like a lock. And now that the word is possibly that they're not, now you're just kind of stuck with these tag titles and no like babyface tag teams to feud with them. Uh, so again, that's, that's a concern, but I also did not want to see damage control take another loss, especially to a team that uh, isn't really a team. A team. Yeah. Yeah. So either way, I'm, I'm mostly happy with the result. I just didn't like how it made me look in that she came into the match fresher than anybody and took the pin. 
All right. Well, we got to take a word, a break right now and hear a word from our sponsor. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about the thing that you most want to talk about today, Dominic Mysterio. But we'll get to that first, a word from our sponsors. We talk a lot about performance here at Fightful. And you know, if you want that performance, you want Athletic Greens one. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. So excited to work with Athletic Greens. You can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. And you might be asking, what is Athletic Greens? Well, one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. I took multivitamin tablets before this. Uh, our strength and conditioning coach said you should probably move on to something more digestible. Recommended AG1. I loved it. I love how it made me feel. Love the energy that it gave me. And it got me a whole lot more vitamins than I was taking in general because it absorbs a lot better. Athletic Greens 1, it effectively replaces all those products, pills with one healthy drink. AthleticGreens.com slash Fightful and check them out on Twitter at Athletic Greens. Let them know you heard about them from us. All righty, we are back and it is time to talk about Dominic Mysterio. Now, believe it or not, this was actually one of my favorite parts of Monday Night Raw here today. So, this was great in a in an extremely silly way, but go yes. ahead. Yes, like here, like you got to take it all tongue in cheek for this one, okay? It's all tongue in cheek here. Uh, but basically, Dominic Mysterio, as you guys know, was arrested uh, on New Year's Eve for going in there and, you know, doing what the bit that he did with his dad and his mom, where it ends up with the mom uh, slapping Rhea in the face and this and that, whatever. So he goes to jail, and there's the closing line where he's like, I'm not going to make it in jail, right? So. He comes back and they start off this promo where uh, he's like in this white room. So all it's a totally different visual from anything we've seen with Dominic Mysterio. And he is, I think he's wearing, is he wearing like those white tank tops? Let me, I, I forgot what he was wearing, but he's looking all serious, right? He's got, you know, his hair slipped, slicked back. He's got a, a teardrop tattoo, by the way. And so he's talking about how he's a changed man because jail changes you and this and that. So he's obviously making it seem like he had this really hard time and he did serious serious time in jail and um afterwards he basically just says he's a changed man now and he even comes out um with a toothpick he even puts the toothpick in his mouth so obviously you know we're getting uh some some shades of uh you know razor ramon scott hall we're getting that um i don't what can you make of this? All you can do is 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 laugh, really. Honestly, I mean, it's great because like <laughs> he clearly was in that mode of like ah, probably spent the night in jail kind of things, but is obviously like overselling it. Like prison made me do prison hardened me. It changed me into a different man kind of things. Um, again, uh, so I I tweeted out a picture of prison Mike because that was really who it reminded me of. Uh, but, like, in a very good way. Like, uh, this is not something that I'm taking seriously. And I, I don't expect WWE wants me to take this seriously. I don't think that's WWE... That's what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Right, like, WWE is not asking me to take this as, oh, we're seeing a changed Dominic who is now uh, this hardened criminal who uh, is 
way it's tough as nails, right? Like clearly this is somebody who spent a night in jail and thinks it changed him into a different man. Uh, I like this a lot. I was kind of almost on the floor laughing when I saw the teardrop, especially the teardrop fucking got me. That was so good. That is a excellent detail. Uh, this was, I agree, the best part of Raw. Um, and I don't know what that says. That should tell you everything. I mean, mainly because it's like actively stupid. But again, that's the best way you can enjoy Dominic Mysterio. Like we, we spent, God, we're going back to 2020 now. Like we spent years on this guy, right? We, uh, <sighs> it, it took a while to, to get here with him considering how just trying to be the white meat baby face wasn't really clicking for him. Uh, but I will say that the comedy with him is pretty good. Uh, but the comedy with him has to be sold in a way where he... The joke's on him. The joke is on him, right? He's he's the weenie, he's the weakling. And him <laughs> trying not to be him, like... Yeah, yeah that, that's the thing. Is it... I shouldn't be laughing at the word weenie. <laughs> but he is, right? And like that... That has made him almost more endearing because all of a sudden we like it's like okay we nobody ever bought Dominic as a tough guy the last couple of years, but we do buy him as somebody who thinks he's a tough guy and absolutely is not. That shit rules, and I'm actually more into this than I am in seeing him wrestle in any gosh dang capacity. Thank That's you. the big thing Thank is you. that I, I will take this. This is fine. I will take this. I will laugh about the Rhea Ripley stuff and you know the mommy poppy everything that they're doing with that. Fine. But do I want to see him beat AJ Styles? No. No. No, I don't want to see <laughs> him in the like, ring at all. Let's, let's please like balance this out. Yes. There's nothing about him in the ring I want to see, but I am enjoying uh this silliness. I I enjoyed the uh the um the Chris, the Christmas Eve segment, like that—that's funny stuff, right? Uh, him, the way he was arrested, that I'm not going to make it in jail, all of that—that's good stuff. That's funny. It's great. Uh, I just don't want to see him in a ring, and if I do, it's got to be in like payoff mode with like getting his ass beat by Rhea Ripley at some point. But other than that, I don't. Right, right, exactly. So this was actually like not bad whatsoever. We got a couple of super chats here. This one's from Jambeard who says, this Dom segment reminds me of an unfunny SNL skit. Caden C says, Dom with the teardrop tattoo made me, made me cackle. And Simmons211 says, Dominic sounds like he got them cheeks clapped. <laughs> I can't believe I just had to read that on the air. You did. I did. Um, okay. Well, you know what? You send in your super chat. You send in your humper chat. It'll be red here. Um, all right. Uh, we got another message here from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to get into that main event. NordVPN.com slash Fightful makes my browsing experience better. Way better than yours if you don't use it. Why? Because I can block online trackers. I can block annoying pop-up ads and malware. I can browse safely, securely, wherever I am, even if I'm right here on all my devices. This laptop, actually this is a desktop, what, what am I saying? But this laptop right here, this phone right here, that router over there, the TV over there, all with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can also save on pay-per-views. Maybe you want to check out AEW without commercials. Maybe you miss the old WWE Network. Maybe you want to buy a big UFC pay-per-view with an overseas service at a much more affordable rate. NordVPN.com slash Fightful not only has you covered, 
when you get one of their plans, you're effectively going to save yourself money. And I'm going to save you some more. Four months free on top of that deal and a 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. All righty, and we are back. So let's go ahead and uh, get, we got a couple more super chats here that I need to read before we can move on here. Um, This one's from Jam Beard, who says, Harvey Whippleman seems tougher than Dominic Mysterio. Valab says, Dom is still a shamrock shake in the ring, green and vanilla. Dom, the character, uh, is gold, though, says Valab. Thank you so much for sending this in here. Uh, So let's go ahead and uh, jump into this uh, U.S. championship match between Seth Rollins and Austin in theory uh this is definitely one that the people really got into i would say um and we ended up getting some pretty damn good action for this like this was the hottest that the crowd had honestly been uh throughout this match we saw seth rollins you know pretty much working on one leg and we end up seeing uh we end up seeing theory at one point kicking out of super kick and a one-legged frog splash from uh seth rollins practically and uh we do see seth hit the pedigree we get a couple of near falls but uh theory ends up getting the win and retaining the title with the a town down um so will how did you feel about seth rollins and theory seth rollins is um i mean look i'm hoping because I'm seeing all the chats right now about um, Seth Rollins' injuries, things like that. Um, I'm hoping this is just a reminder that Seth is a world-class seller. Hope that's the case, because Seth is a a world-class seller. Um, That said, just thinking about the match itself, yeah, these two have great chemistry together. They have had great matches before, but this was, I think, one of the the best they've been able to do. I think... um, this was the most legitimate Austin Theories look. I'm not a big fan of A-Town Down as a finisher, to be honest. And I, I'm really hoping that over the next year, he kind of finds something that makes a little more sense as a finisher. Like, just land on your fucking feet, people. Um, but <laughs> other than that, uh, especially if you're taller than him. Like, that's the thing that gets me, is that if you're taller, then Austin Theory just, like, land on your feet. But beyond that, I do think that these two have great chemistry together. I think they were great matches. They were really able to work the crowd into this. The crowd really wanted to see Seth win. Seth was very over, of course. The crowd singing his theme song, per usual. Um, And, yeah, I think Seth on one leg uh, is reminded us that he's better than most with two. And, yeah, the one-legged frog splash looked amazing. Uh, The, you know, now that you know, we know Hunter's never wrestling again. Him being able to reclaim the pedigree this last year has actually been a really good thing for him. Um, they did two ref spots, right? They had the the first ref get knocked out, which allowed Seth to almost have it won, but wasn't able to make the cover in time for the second ref to come in. And then they had the ref get distracted. He hit the low blow, um, and that allowed Theory to win it. Theory did look legit here. I think this was honestly the best part of the show. Um, it's been nice to the last couple of Raws end the show with the strongest match and the the crowd being the most into something that's been kind of missing the last couple of months. And so this was, I have no complaints about this whatsoever. We got a couple of super chats here and everybody pretty much bringing up the same thing. As uh, Town Sports says the word is Seth might be legit hurt. Matt Logan says uh, the decent main event seems like the U.S. title is staying on theory for now. Lane, the SmackDown says Seth Rollins is legit hurt. Me again. Nicholas 763 says, not sure if you're aware, but there are videos of Seth being helped out of the ring. Looks like he may actually be injured. And I have not seen those videos, obviously, since we've been here. Um, and so I do not know, like, 
legitimately if what's going on, if this is like legit or what, I mean, obviously what's happening, right? Um, I have three texts I can send to find out, but I haven't had time to during the show because we've been sitting here talking. I did see the video. Uh, what did you see in the video? I mean, he, he's being helped out by the referees um, and looks like by trainers. Um, not necessarily uh, in a, like, they're not wheeling him out or anything along those lines, but they definitely, you know, they have their arms around him and they're helping him out of the arena. So he's not kind of sticking around selling, giving high fives, things along those lines. So I can see why there's legitimate concern around it. We just have to wait and see and wait to see what the answers are around Seth. It would suck if that's the case right now. He is not somebody they raw especially can afford to lose. Um, Cody is obviously on his way back. They had the Cody video packages tonight. Uh, and those ended on a to be continued. So they're going to reshow us the hell in a cell, obviously. Uh, and what that leads to in his return. But this is not the time they can afford to lose Seth on that brand. All right, and we got a couple more Super Chats here to read, and then we will be wrapping up our show. So if you got any last uh, Super Chats, Temper Chats, all of that, uh, this is your last, last call to bring it in. Uh, Imaginary Bell here. All right, um, the Dom, uh, Matthew England says, I was in the arena tonight, and the crowd was legit popped by the teardrop tattoo. Uh, the match quality was good, but not a very hot show to kick off 2023. Yeah, I, I agree with this from Matthew England. Uh, Jam Beard here says, it's going to be Hurt Biz Omas versus Rope versus roman uh says jam beard um and then we got also from and these are just random ones this is from iran 814 who says also denise for quizlemania champ 2023 come on denise you can at least beat holly uh jam beard says i'd say eminem taylor swift celine dion are all better than mariah and if you want to go dead people then there's elvis johnny cash and michael jackson says jam beard hey nobody you name there has as many number one hits as mariah carey so um I don't know if that's actually true. Uh, nobody you named Will, there. As a matter of fact, the only person with more. As a matter of fact, the only person with more number one hits than Mariah Carey is the Beatles, and she's one hit away from tying them. Breathe, Br uh, breathe, breathe. Will relax. All right, sorry. sorry. Ten, Hold on. Count to ten. You're right. Let me bring it together. Let me pray to my altar. There we go. Hold is on. It Let's the make sure everybody get. Oh, it's a pop. Yeah, of Mariah Carey um no <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> izzy says uh jillian hall greater than eminem mariah carey musical genius <laughs> uh and anaija farouche says uh t dollars a uh, top dollars new disc makes max caster look like tupac i haven't um, heard this new disc it's his one on ricochet and he's rapping over ricochet's theme i mean Hit or miss. It it all depends on what you're into for um, diss tracks. I think uh, it, there's been a lot of comparisons of the two of them the last couple of days. I think Max Caster puts together a better diss track. Uh, actually, that's all I can say to that. <laughs> um, I, 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 <laughs> I wish there was. A, war. I thought you were going to break down. This, I know. Like, I, I was going to give like a. I was going to give a butt because I saw um, that it all really started with Cam Hawkins. Shout out Cam, who had tweeted that in a rap battle, he believes that Top Dollar could beat Max Caster. And I thought for a second, I was like, maybe that's true. And I thought, no, I really don't think that's true, like at I all. But let me ask you a question. Does um like Max Ca like to me Max Caster seems more um like imp like improv like improv like very very 
just like I mean, all, on your feet, right? I mean, all of Max Caster stuff is prepared, but also so is all the top dollars. So like, I haven't no, seen like either of them like off the dome freestyle per se. So okay. I don't know, like the stuff that they've both put out, it has a definite shine to it. Um, so in like an actual rap battle, I don't know who would win there. But as far as who's put out better diss tracks, obviously it's Mac Max Caster. There's just a shine and polish to his that definitely gets people to go, oh shit, can't believe he got that. He went there. I have yet to have that feeling out of uh, Top Dollar. Okay, got it, got it. Um, and last but not least, this one is from Graham who says, Sasha watch 2023, get hyped. P.S. Mariah, uh, greater than the bloodline. <laughs> I agree okay. with that, but that's that's me, of course. Look, I am literally wearing a Mariah Carey shirt. I forgot about that. Like, dog, this is Mariah Carey fam all day. Like, this is what we do here. Um, lambs for life. And last but not least, Jambeard says, and who has more worldwide sales, Will? We ain't talking also, about worldwide sales. But and, sorry, go on. And also, Orion Ben 666 says, so, Will, Karen Jarrett, huh? Go Kelly Kelly. Oh, man. Um, I mean, yeah, that that was uh, a situation Unexpected. in itself. Unexpected. Didn't expect Karen Jarrett to tweet last night, but uh, it was like and last Kelly, night. Kelly, she made sure to tweet she, too. Like she yeah, was she on came, it, you know. She chimed. I mean, like, I that's a heavy accusation um, to throw that out there because Kelly Kelly and Kurt Angle were only in WWE together for a total of, if my timeline is correct, like four months. And Kelly Kelly was 19 at the time. So I'd have massive concerns if that story was even remotely true. And Kelly Kelly came out, completely denied it. She was like, we didn't have anything in common other than being co-workers. Like, literally, there's a small overlap of the launch of ECW, which was in, what, May of 2006. Kurt Angle was released in August of 06. So very small overlap between those two even being in the company at the same time. Isn't that weird, though? Like, tweeting, like hey this person you know with oh, my yeah. husband but then the person saying no right you know I like it's, it's very weird that's a yeah that's a that one i think had would run a lot deeper if so because i saw a lot of people basically quote tweeting it being like yeah kurt's the man and like there's a I lot knew that of that was gonna happen her, her i whole... knew that was gonna happen i didn't even read the quote retweets i just read their tweets and i'm like i know exactly what the tweets are gonna be there oh like, yeah. yeah kurt you know yeah i saw it yeah. and i was as soon as i clicked on the tweet so i had retweeted it last night when she at first tweeted it and it maybe had like 15 likes when she when i first uh retweeted it went to bed woke up the likes had barely increased on it, but the quote tweets were up to like 240 quote tweets. And I'm like, I know where this is going. And I open the quote tweets and it's all like Kurt Angle spraying the milk. And I'm like, yeah, that's, oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that, that's where, that's where we're at with that one. Do you think she was like legitimately like upset that this was brought up in that um, rap? I mean, she mentioned that it wasn't just the rap. She said that some stuff took place offline um, because Kurt Angle had kind of addressed the rap too. Uh, he had tweeted a couple days ago where he said that, Hey, you know, that's all in the past. You know, if you need to use me to get over it, then clearly you're not as over as you think you are something along those lines. But, um, so she said that, cause a lot of people were like, that's a weird response toward Kurt considering that he hasn't He's said very anything. Respected. Yeah. And, well, and she was like, and he, and people were like, and she, he hasn't said anything. And she said, you don't know what's taking place offline. Um, oh, yeah. and that's. So something else obviously took place here that we're not aware of and we'll probably never be aware of because 
that's grown folks business that's playing out in public all righty guys there you go that was our show today uh thank you guys so much for tuning in uh before we go uh will feel free to plug in what you need to plug in all your other shows here on fightful take the floor. oh of course i got plenty of things to plug let's start with the fact that hey folks did you enjoy me here did you enjoy denise here but did you find yourself missing sean and you were like, man, I wish that there was a way where I could just see all three of them at once. Well, I have good news for you, folks, because January 12th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, YouTube.com slash Fightful. The three of us are going to be hosting the first annual Fightful Awards, celebrating all of the excellence that took place in 2022. You all voted if you're a Fightful Select subscriber and all the votes are in, they're all tallied. We have our clear winners and we're gonna be celebrating those winners. We'll hear from some of the winners and it's all gonna take place right here, youtube.com slash Fightful. It's gonna be myself, Sean Rossap, and of course, Denise Salcedo. And yeah, I host Day After Dynamite every Thursday. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, youtube.com slash fightful it's 1 p.m here so i have to like actually think about that uh and then of course i host grapsity every saturday that's at noon eastern and that's 9 a.m pacific again stuff i have to think about but otherwise and then if you like the two of us um over on denise's channel youtube.com slash denise salcedo we host after the week every sunday it's a lot of fun uh we're back on sundays i know the last two sundays we've been off but check us out because we will be there again. And we're going to be right back in our normal form. What are you laughing at, Denise Salcedo? I'm laughing that you gave everybody like a whole ass explanation. <laughs> this is what I no, do. ATW, every Sunday, bam, move. Yeah, but we haven't been You're on like, every well, Sunday. because well, well, it's, it's We'll explain that later. It's okay. The people don't need to know that. Just know that we're going to be here every Sunday. I, see, I feel bad because I'm like, yeah, we're there every Sunday. And then my brain's like, <laughs> no, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, you know where to find me. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Go there. Here. I don't even know what I'm saying. I got confused now, Will. Thanks a lot. Uh, <laughs> now I just feel bad that I made you feel bad about what you plugged. I mean, yeah, and I'm here plugging your channel. Uh, <laughs> give us a thumbs up, by the way. All right, guys, we had a great time being here. Thank you guys so much, as always, for tuning in. Do not forget to subscribe to Fightful if you're new here, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone.